Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call. We will hold a call in July. If basic conditions warrant an ad hoc call due to an unexpected change, we will notify the region of an additional call. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. The slides from today's call are on our website at nwd-mr.usace.army.mil/rcc. They are also linked in today's press release. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE dash NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place the call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if no questions are asked. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in this presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. The agenda and presenter's names for today's call will be as follows. Doug Cluck from NOAA's National Center for Environmental Information, Jim Carroll from the National Weather Service's Missouri River Basin Forecast Center, Mike Swenson with the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, along with members of our staff to provide an update on current reservoir operations, the runoff forecast, and on support to other authorized purposes. We will move to slide two and turn it over to Doug Cluck for an update. All right. Hopefully you can all hear me. I'm thanks to the Corps for inviting me to speak. Um, hopefully you're looking at the slides. Um, the first slide that I have is conditions over the last 30 days in terms of temperature and precipitation. Uh, the, uh, looking at temperature over the last 30 days, you see that there's a lot of orange and uh, red uh, across especially the lower part of the Missouri Basin where a, record, a lot of records were broken in terms of heat. This is quite the reversal if you remember back in April how cool it was. Um, uh, we're going to see re record uh, temperatures for certain states, uh, for the whole state, for example, in Missouri and a few other places, mainly in the Midwest. But anyway, you can see the temperatures for the last 30 days were very, very warm um, over the entire basin, especially in the uh, southern part of the basin, mm -hmm. southeastern part of the basin. In terms of precipitation over the last 30 or so days, uh, well, that purple, and if you see green, that sort of indicates above normal uh, precipitation. And we've seen some pretty healthy, uh, mostly uh, rain events. I guess at the higher elevations, there was some snow. But anyway, uh, across uh, Wyoming especially, and uh, central and eastern uh, Montana, as well as western Nebraska, where well over 150% of normal precipitation over this period. And that's, that, that time of the year, that's pretty healthy precipitation, to be honest with you, in May. If we were talking about January and and seeing this kind of pattern, the amount of the amount of actual precipitation out of all of that would be a lot less. But since it's May, it's a rainy month. Um, that's considerable amount of, of water. 
Um, you also see some dryness uh, continuing. Uh, they just can't uh, get a break in uh, uh, portions of Colorado. Some some good rains uh, have fallen in, in uh, western Kansas uh, over the last, uh, again, 30 days. But um, northeast Kansas, sort of the lower basin part of the lower part of the basin, has been relatively dry except in spots. We go to the next slide, which shows the last 90 days. So, you know, from the beginning of March through now, more or less, you see on the left graphic, Wherever it's sort of a light green to uh, all the way shading to a, a blue, you see below, those are below normal temperatures. And where you see the kind of yellowish, yellowish to orange is above normal. So for the most part, the basin was split, but in favor of below normal temperatures over those 90 days. Looking at um, precipitation over the last 90 days, uh, you see a, a similar pattern to what we saw over the last 30 days again a lot of that is because May is a heavy precip month anyway. Um, so western Nebraska into Wyoming and uh, parts of uh, Montana and uh, Wyoming um, sh show the brunt of uh, um, of that precipitation, which which did lead to some uh, uh, tributary uh, flooding here and there. Um, I'll also point out there are some dry areas, especially in the eastern Dakotas uh, and eastern Nebraska and the lower basin yet again. That show, uh, that show a deficit of precipitation. Let's move on to the next slide. Um, this slide should show the mountain snowpack. It really is kind of getting, uh, getting to the point of, of these maps not really meaning very much. Uh, I do compare on the right, you see what May, the beginning of May looked like compared to the beginning of June. Uh, and those are percentages of normal snowpack still left in the mountains on, the, on both of them. Uh, on the June June one, you see that again the southern part of the basin, in terms of the tributaries there, are relatively low in what they're going to provide for snowpack. The upper basin still has quite a bit of snowpack in in the mountains uh, above normal in uh, Montana. Next slide. Um, I've skipped over the plain snow. I hope for obvious reasons, by the way. So um, looking at week two in terms of temperature and precipitation probabilities, this is really um, not looking at the next seven days, but the seven days following that, really. So week two, uh, we see this huge bubble of, of, of better than uh, normal chances of above normal, precip um, normal temperatures on the left-hand graphic there. Uh, that's pretty much the indicator of what's been happening, I would argue, for the last 30 days, really. Uh, we've seen well above normal temperatures, 10, 20 degrees in some cases, uh, pretty much over that same area, and this is going to continue uh, at least through those seven days that we're talking about, um, or is very likely to. Um, in terms of precipitation, you see that there is a band of uh, enhanced uh, chances for rain across the eastern and south and southern part of the basin, southeastern part of the basin, Missouri, up to the Dakotas. It's a very slight probability in favor of above normal precipitation, mind you. Um, and then in, if you look toward the southwest part of the U.S., you see some of that, we'll call it monsoonal moisture, um, trying to push its way uh, uh, up into uh, Colorado and, and southern Wyoming. Again, those probabilities are very, very slight in favor of above normal precipitation for that period. The rest of the region, uh, the rest of the region except for western Montana, looks, um, looks near normal and uh, slightly below normal again in the mountains of Montana, western Montana. Next slide.
should be the June 2018 outlook. Again, the map on the left shows for the month of June, generally uh, we're going for a, a pretty strong chance, especially in the southern part of uh, the Missouri Basin of above normal uh, temperatures. Um, that's a very that's a very strong forecast when they have a 70% chance above normal temperatures in that case. The, the graphic on the right is the precipitation chances or probabilities, and you see that there is a, a, a slight a small area of above normal uh, uh, chances in North Dakota. They could use the rain up there, to be honest, and um, and then. Most of the region, most of the basin, I would say, is near or equal chances of above, below, or near normal with the southwestern and extreme west, western parts of the basin with a slight chance of being below normal in terms of precipitation for the month of June. All right, let's go to the next slide, which looks over the uh, pretty much the entire summer season. Um, and by the way, these slides are, are this forecast will be updated on the 21st of June when the next uh, forecast cycle comes out of the Climate Prediction Center. But anyway, um, June, July, and August temperatures, you see the EC, which means equal chances of near near normal, <coughs> above and below normal uh, for in terms of temperature. I wouldn't be surprised in the next forecast scheme or two that that, that uh, above normal starts pushing uh, chances start pushing uh, more into the basin. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, the western part of the basin uh, remains above or better chances for above normal um, uh, temperatures. In terms of precipitation, really uh, uh, it, it's pretty wide open there in terms of equal chances. Uh, there's a bit of above normal uh, chances, but only slight in Colorado and southern Wyoming. Next slide. There's the U.S. drought monitor uh, in terms of uh, where drought stands at the moment. You can see that there's been a, a little bit of growing uh, drought up in northern, northern North Dakota. Part, portions of Missouri, northeast Kansas has, has increased a little bit. Uh, portions of Kansas actually has, uh, has drawn back a little bit. They had some immense uh, rains and flooding rains, actually, in north-central Kansas in a few places and across Nebraska over the last uh, few weeks. And then the next slide you have is the Missouri watershed drought. So that shows that's it, that's just a close-up view of what's going on. Um, it remains dry, drier in the southern part of the basin, and that actually may grow over time. And I'll show you the prediction for that over the next uh, <coughs> 30 days or so. By the end of June, all that yellow area is where uh, there's a, a, a higher probability of that drought development um, taking place. So. Um, the one thing I'll apologize for you right now are the key points, the summary. I didn't send you an updated version of that, but for the most part, I'll just talk through it. Current conditions in, in terms of El Nino and La Nina, we're in a neutral position. <clears throat> that doesn't have a lot of impact in the summer, generally speaking, across the basin anyway. Um, the snowpack over the plains, as I mentioned before, is virtually gone or is gone. The mountain snowpack still has above normal uh, snowpack in the northern part of the mountains and below to slightly below or much below normal in the southern part of the uh, 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 Missouri Basin Mountains. Uh, predictions in terms of El Nino, there is a uh, still an advertised chance of us swinging to El Nino <coughs> sometime this fall, excuse me. We'll see if that happens or not. That's not forecasted yet. Uh, they'll get a better handle of that 
probably in July and definitely in August, we'll have a much better idea which way we'll go with uh, uh, whether, whether the system will sort of shift into El Nino. Um, June temperatures, as advertised, as in the map there, were, were show well above normal chances uh, for above normal. And then June through August, uh, more or less equal chances, except in the west and southwest, for te temperatures. <coughs> June uh, precipitation, mainly equal chances with some below normal areas in the southern and western parts of the basin. And June through, June through July, uh, I'm sorry, June through August, uh, as far as precipitation, mainly equal chances of precipitation across the basin as a whole. A lot will uh, depend upon where precipitation falls, uh, has fallen, and will be falling in the next few weeks. If it starts off dry, if you're in a dry area already, it's, it's uh, a lot easier to stay dry if the soil moisture is dry and uh, there's less evapotranspiration from plants and things like that. So on that note, I'll say thank you and uh, turn it back to you. All right, thanks, Doug. Uh, Jim, you out there? Yes, can you hear me? Yep, sure can, so I'll turn it over to you. All right. Well, good afternoon. I wish to thank the Corps for inviting the National Weather Service to participate in these calls. During the past month, minor flooding carried over from April snowmelt in the James and Sioux River groups. A few rounds of rain in the middle of May augmented already elevated river levels, causing moderate flooding in the Little Sioux and Ochedon rivers. A few incidents of flooding occurred due to convective activity in the southern portion of the Missouri River Basin, specifically western Nebraska, south-central Kansas, and Missouri. Most of the flooding was primarily minor to moderate. However, very heavy rains on May 28th in western Kansas caused the Saline River near Waukini, Kansas to reach into major category, setting a new crest record on May 29th, four and a half feet above the previous record. It has been quite wet so far this year in southeast North Dakota and northwest Iowa, and generally drier to normal, or drier than normal, excuse me, in the eastern one-third of the basin. The most recent AHAP's 90-day outlook reflects these conditions by indicating greater than normal flooding potential in the Sioux River Basin and near-normal episodic flood risk across the eastern third of the basin due to thunderstorm activity. This is typical for the southeastern third of the basin. Wetter than normal conditions around the Sioux River Basin may elevate the chance for flooding on the Missouri main stem from Omaha to Leavenworth, Kansas. Our current focus is on the mountainous west, where we expect seasonal peak snow melt runoff to occur over the next week to 10 days for many locations. In the Missouri Basin above Fort Peck, we are currently experiencing flooding along the Jefferson River. Flooding is expected to continue in minor for the next day on the Jefferson River. The Muscleshell River near Shawmut and Roundup, Montana, was at major flood stage within the last week, but has since fallen and is currently falling below minor flood stage. For all intents and purposes, the snowmelt uh, the seasonal snowmelt peak has passed for this region. In the Yellowstone Basin, a recent rain and snowmelt event on May 28th and 29th led to minor flooding on the Tongue River at Bernie, Montana. This was actually 0.6 feet above the old record set in 2011. 
Currently, we are experiencing no flooding in the Yellowstone Basin. However, we are expecting minor flooding along the Yellowstone River through the snowmelt crest, which should occur in the next week to 10 days. Moderate flooding is currently occurring on the Missouri River at Williston, North Dakota, due to Yellowstone River flows and possible backwater from the elevated Garrison Lake pool levels. Moderate flooding is expected to continue at this location until the Yellowstone Crest routes downstream. Moving to the Bighorn Basin, there is currently no flooding occurring. However, minor flooding is projected this week on the Wind River as the seasonal snowmelt runoff peaks this week. To summarize, we expect greater than normal chances for flooding in the Sioux Basin and near normal chances for flooding are projected due to thunderstorm activity in the eastern third of the basin. The mountain runoff is expected to peak the next week to 10 days in the Yellowstone and Bighorn Basins with some resulting minor flooding. Thank you and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thanks, Jim. Yep. And I'm going to hand it over to Mike Swenson. Okay, good afternoon, and thank you for joining us today on the Missouri Basin Outlook Conference Call. We appreciate your participation. Flood control remains our primary consideration as we move into the summer months. It is important to understand that floods can and will occur regardless of basin conditions due to sun summer thunderstorms uh, that Jim just described particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by the operation of the main stem reservoirs. Real-time regulation of the reservoir system is done using the best available hydrologic and climatic information and is adjusted to respond to changing conditions on the ground. Each month and more frequently if needed, we produce updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts. Yesterday, we posted the June runoff and re reservoir regulation forecast on our webpage, and earlier today, we put out a press release covering much of the same information we are covering on the call today. Now, two of the senior engineers in our office will describe these forecasts in more detail. We'll begin with Nicole Shorney, who will discuss the updated 2018 runoff forecast. She'll be followed by Joel Konofchinski, who will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system. Uh, based on the current runoff forecast. So go ahead, Nicole. Thanks, Mike. Uh, we can go to slide 14. The 2018 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri basin above Sioux City, Iowa, updated on June 1st, is 34.6 million acre feet, which is 136% of average. The runoff forecast considers recent runoff trends, drought and soil moisture conditions, mountain snowpack, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Centers, or CPCs, monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. May runoff was more than two times average above Sioux City. Runoff was above average due to all three major runoff components, plains and mountain snowmelt and rainfall runoff. At the end of April, the remaining plain snowpack melted and contributed to early May runoff volume in the Fort Peck in Fort Peck and Garrison. Secondly, mountain snowpack, which peaked in mid-April, began melting rapidly. Finally, rainfall in areas of Montana and Wyoming was well above average. Compared to the last 120 years, May 2018 runoff volumes into both Fort Peck and Garrison rank as the second highest May runoff volumes, only behind the 2011 May runoff volumes. Next slide. Mountain snowpack accumulation has peaked in both reaches. On April 19th at 23 inches, or 141% of the normal April 15th peak for the reach above Fort Peck Dam, 
and on April 15th at 20.1 inches or 137% of the normal April 15th peak for the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison Dams. On June 4th, the mountain snowpack was 4.6 inches or 85% of average in the reach above Fort Peck Dam. The current snowpack is about 13 inches lower than it was on June 4th of 2011. In the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison, the mountain snowpack was 5.0 inches, or 89% of average, on June 4th. The current snowpack is about 14 inches lower than on June 4th, 2011. Based on the warm temperature outlook for the northern Rocky Mountains over the next couple of weeks, we expect mountain snowpack to continue melting at a fairly rapid pace. Next slide. Moving on to slide 16 and looking at our runoff forecast for the rest of 2018, we're expecting runoff in June to be above average for the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches as the remaining mountain snowpack melts and reservoir inflows peak during the next week or so. For the lower four reaches, Oahe to Sioux City, we're forecasting near to below average runoff for the June to July period based on existing drought conditions, precipitation outlooks, and current runoff trends. Looking further out, September through December, we're forecasting about average runoff throughout the entire upper basin. In summary, the annual runoff forecast is 34.6 million acre-feet, or 136% of average. Joel will now discuss the June Reservoir System Regulation Studies. Thank you, Nicole. Next slide. Reservoir System Storage is currently 64.1 million acre-feet or 8 million acre-feet into the 16.3 million acre-feet of available flood storage. Over 50% of the flood storage is still available to capture runoff. Moving on to slide 19, this graphic shows a comparison of the current system storage to the system storage in 2011. The system storage is expected to peak this year in late June near 66 million acre-feet or 6.8 million acre-feet below the 2011 peak storage of 72.8 million acre-feet. Gavin's Point releases averaged 39,500 cubic feet per second in May due to the higher than average runoff being forecast in the Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa. The service level has been increased 15,000 cubic feet per second above full service to facilitate the evacuation of stored floodwaters. Currently, Gavin's Point releases are 42,000 cubic feet per second and will increase to 44,000 cubic feet per second on June 7th. The monthly studies for the basic simulation use the runoff forecast that Nicole just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in the precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Turning to slide 20 and looking at the upper three reservoirs, Fort Peck is currently at elevation 2245.3, 11.3 feet above the base of the flood control pool, which extends from elevation 2234 to 2250. It is expected to peak near elevation 2247 in mid to late June. Peak daily average releases are expected to be 20,000 cubic feet per second in June before dropping to 14,000 cubic feet per second for the remainder of the summer. Since the release is above the maximum powerhouse release, releases will be required from both the powerhouse and the spillway. Garrison Reservoir is currently at elevation 1848.1. It is expected to peak near elevation 
13.5 feet into the 16.5 foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1837.5 to 1854. Peak daily average releases are expected to be 44,000 cubic feet per second in June, before dropping to around 40,000 cubic feet per second for the remainder of the summer. Oahe Reservoir is currently at elevation 1611.5, 3.9 feet above the base of the flood control pool, which extends from elevation 1607.5 to 1620. It is expected to peak near elevation 1613.0, 5.5 feet into the 12-foot flood pool. Peak daily average releases are expected to be about 40,000 cubic feet per second this summer. Moving on to slide 21, navigation service level and season length is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. Flows at the full service level are designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel. Because of the higher than normal runoff forecast, flow support was increased in mid-April to a level 15,000 cubic feet per second above full service. Based on the current forecast, that highest ser service level will continue with Gavin's Point releases expected to be around 44,000 cubic feet per second this summer, depending on downstream conditions. Releases will be reduced in response to downstream flooding. However, the effectiveness of the reservoir system to reduce peak stages along the lower river diminishes as you move downstream due to the travel time. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. Under the basic forecast, Flow support for navigation would be full service after July 1st storage check and a 10-day extension to the eight-month navigation support season would be provided. The forecasted energy generation at the main stem dams for 2018 under the basic simulation is 12.7 billion kilowatt hours. This compares to the long-term average of approximately 9.3 billion kilowatt hours. Turning to slide 22, this shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This web page gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you, and this concludes my talk. Okay, thanks, Nicole and Joel. Uh, so in summary, we started the 2018 runoff season with the full flood control capacity of the Missouri River Main Stem Reservoir System available. The reservoirs are capturing runoff as designed during this period of high runoff, mainly from the melting of the mountain snowpack. Currently, more than 50% of the total flood storage capacity of the system is remaining. We expect system storage to peak in late June or early July, and we will release that water through the remainder of the year to serve all the other authorized purposes. As Joel mentioned, the system service level remains at 15,000 CFS above full service flows to facilitate the evacuation of the stored floodwaters. That concludes the Corps of Engineers' remarks. Uh, thank you very much. Back to you, Eileen. Thanks, Mike. Um, as a reminder, we will have a July call. It will be held on Friday, July 6th at 1 o'clock, and the speakers from today's call are listed here. And then we will move into questions. They'll be fielded by state in alphabetical order. As a reminder, you've been placed on mute. So if you have a question, you'll need to press star six to come off mute. We'll start with state of Iowa. Are there any representatives from congressional delegation, tribes, state officials, local government, or the media? Kansas, again, star six to come off mute. Missouri? Montana, 
from the state of Nebraska, North Dakota. This is Shuhai Zen with Nebraska Department of Natural Resources. I just wondering with the release 44,000 CFS out of Gavin Points, does call for see any river location downstream reaching flooding stage in Nebraska, men's dam? I guess, you know, we'll, we'll increase only to the 44,000 if we are within our downstream flood control targets, which are, uh, you know, well below the flood stage at those locations. Okay, thank you. Any other questions from the state of Nebraska? Uh, moving on to the state of North Dakota. Again, star six to come off mute. South Dakota. Wyoming. And last call for anyone from National Press or anywhere else that may have a question. Star six to come off mute. All right, I appreciate your patience with our challenges at the beginning of today's call. The next call is scheduled for one o'clock on Friday, July 6th, and we appreciate your participation today. Thank you.